Packers fans, I, I know we've all forgotten what a victory Monday, Tuesday, any day of the week feels like, but happy day to you, everyone out there, Packers fans worldwide. I'm welcoming in Andy Herman, creator of the Pack a Day podcast, purveyor of fine Packers takes everywhere across the internet, except when he loses his internet, uh, which he did last night. But he's here now. Andy, how are you doing today? It's a day. Uh, it's a day that ends in Y. I, I, it's funny. I opened up my show with almost the same thing. They're like, happy-ish yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're here to talk Packers. We get to talk Packers for fun every single day. And even when it's not as much fun, we still are blessed to get to do this day in and day out. So I'll, I'll go with that direction today. Um, there's so much to unpack after last night's loss. And I don't doubt for a moment that you know there are going to be a lot of negatives coming out of that game. And it's you can't shy away from it. And I think it all has to start with conversations about Matt LaFleur and what he's trying to do on offense, the emphasis on trying. And I get the idea that he planned all week with Aaron Jones in mind. Like there was apparently, you know, according to the broadcast, if you hear what, you know, Troy and, and, and Joe were talking about, there was a robust package. Now for Aaron Jones, that could be like seven plays. But, you know, there was a a, a lot of, Kind of the idea being there was going to be a lot of Aaron Jones. And then on Saturday, that gets taken away from you. Yeah. All right. So now you've got to pivot. I understand that that's hampering. I understand that that's context. But even with all of that as a back kind of story or as the backdrop, I still don't really understand the approach. And I don't understand an offense where, like, it was a bit of a reaction to last week where you have a stud pass rusher who's absolutely making your life miserable okay we're gonna react to last week we tried to push the ball down the field this week we're gonna go a little bit more horizontal we're gonna much more shallow depth of target but the idea being i, I always thought it was players not plays yeah. and as that kind of first half unfolded i just wondered where were the kind of scripted and or you know ginned up touches for Christian Watson for Romeo Dobbs to for Wicks for Reed and it, when you're drawing up plays for Patrick Taylor I mean God bless him that that's not a winning formula in my mind and it, it feels like it is this all it is is a feeling it feels like Matt kind of outsmarted himself a little bit in this game if you can't outsmart outsmart the Raiders you're probably outsmarting yourself like this is not the Eagles. This is not the 49ers. You know, at some point, if you can't figure out a game plan with or without Aaron Jones that takes advantage of a Raiders team that just quite frankly isn't that good. Max Crosby was awesome in that game. Give him yeah, all the credit in the world. That dude's a machine. But if, if you can't figure out a, a scheme or a plan to take advantage of that defense in that game, I don't know what else to say. And I, there's, there's a couple things. I think First of all, if you can't throw deep, which Green Bay has had zero propensity to be able to throw deep, and you can't run the football, which they've had zero propensity to be able to run the football, like at some point your offense just kind of starts looking like a Cracker Jack offense because there's only so many things that you can do when they're not honoring your play-action fakes. You can't run the ball. You can't throw deep. And all of a sudden, everything has to happen within that 10 to 15-yard period, like uh, area, and everything right. just gets condensed down and everyone's in there. It makes it really, really tough. I think the other thing is like, all right, so you have Aaron Jones in this game. Was the game plan to just have him miss four Raiders behind the line of scrimmage on every play? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter necessarily who's out there. Like the, when Christian Watson gets the ball, which I hated that play, but Christian Watson gets I the ball too. in the handoff, 
There's four Raiders there to meet him. And when AJ Dillon on another play gets the ball and there's four Raiders there to meet him. If Max Crosby beats Rashid Walker and he's the guy that gets in the backfield and makes the tackle tip of the cap, we get it. He's amazing. Understood. It's a backup offensive tackle. That is going to happen. But when there's four of them waiting there for you, not sure what Aaron Jones, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, or anyone else is going to do <laughs> in that situation. Right. Right. Al, you, you you brought up so much there in one answer, and I have so much to unpack. Um, we'll, we'll start with okay. We'll start with the offensive line because that is where it starts: owning or not owning, or getting pushed around the line, at the line of scrimmage. Right? There's no doubt that the engine is kind of broken. And what do you do to fix it? Well, they had a mini buy, and they get, did get Elton Jenkins back, and you did see a little bit more production in the run game, but you got to think that some of that is the product of playing the worst rushing defense in the NFL. So, yeah, if you can't run against this team, you might as well just pack it in. So they did have some production on the ground. But, man, bye week coming up. We've seen this in Green Bay before, maybe not with Matt's teams in particular, but certainly throughout the history of the Packers, where if you're going to make changes, if you're going to make big changes, the bye week is a week to do it. I have to wonder, is this kind of the time where they reconstitute their offensive line? We saw how... It definitely paid dividends last year. Now, last year, they were getting David Bakhtiari back in the mix, which is always exponentially helpful. But absent of that, you know, you, you, you're you sitting here with Yash Naiman collecting dust on the sideline, coming in and blocking kicks, which is nice. But, you know, he's played a lot of football for you. And right now, he's sitting on the sideline not doing anything while your offensive line is just not working. Yeah. Is this a, a week where you finally perhaps, you know, wave the white flag on the Josh Myers experiment. I mean, these are big changes and I don't say these things lightly, but you have to think if you want to do anything on offense, you've got to fix yourself up front. And that's not going to happen with, we're just going to continue to run the same guys out there and expect different results. I think the the second part the, is the huge part there is, I think at some point, whether it's Yash, whether it's taking Myers out, whether do you experiment with Sean Ryan, whether it's like at this point, I just think you have to try something. I think we're all hopeful that Rashid Walker would be able to fill in adequately. He's been good in one out of th four games so far. Um, that hasn't been good enough. Josh is, I think, basically what we've ex you know come to expect over the last couple of seasons. You know what you're going to get. There's some plays where it looks pretty good. There's going to be a lot of plays that unfortunately don't look as good. You know, Do you move? Elton around do you move I, I just think at, at some point you got to try something different because I mean when you're in the goal line, like they had all the momentum going their way they get the big play to Christian Watson and there's the play where you hand it to AJ Dillon and it's almost comical that like there's literally a wall of Packers and Dillon just runs right into it you're literally running yourself into a wall literally in that situation and if you got right. if you can't move people you're just in for a really long season and we know that this isn't the team that can just throw it 40, 50 times and be like, all right, we don't have to run the ball. We can figure out something else. They have to find a way to be more complimentary. I, I give Matt LaFleur some, you know, small credit for at least sticking with the run and, and trying to continue it after Great. people are like, you can't just give up on it. But man, it's, it's really difficult when you're literally running into a brick wall. Coming off of the run game to the passing game, you just mentioned they're not built to throw it. 40, 50 times, no question about it. However, uh, you know, a major component, obviously, of that passing game is the quarterback who, man, tough, tough night at the office for Jordan Love. And I'm not saying that he's regressing. I think he's young and getting taken advantage of at times, making poor decisions at times, having poor delivery at times. You throw that all in, 
and you get the night you had last night. I do wonder, you know, obviously you're never going to be a, you know, the ability to just pound the rock and work off play action and bootleg and what have you. I don't think that's in the cards for this team for all the reasons you just stated. But I do wonder, you know, you look at these last two games with these stud pass rushers knowing exactly where the quarterback is going to be on almost every single down. I do wonder if you have to lean into your boot game a little bit more, if not to get him outside the pocket, utilizing his legs as a runner, although I think that's a possibility, but just to get him on the move and not make it so readily apparent where he's going to be. I mean, the two biggest plays last night came on boot action, whether it is Jordan's big run or whether it's the throw to Christian Watson. Both of those came when Jordan's on the move outside the pocket. And I'm not saying that's a cure-all, but I think we saw him utilize that pretty successfully in the preseason. I get it's the preseason, but we have seen precious little of it in the regular season. And I think it would help Jordan, maybe not settle down, but just delineate things for him just a little bit. I couldn't agree more. That's the one thing that's been missing where I can't really put my finger on why you see some of the static play action stuff that has not been working. They're just not buying play action at all from like a a standard play action standpoint, especially the, you know, last week you had, you know, where he's throwing that just kind of dagger concept right after the the play action and the linebacker takes a half false step forward and then immediately falls into his zone. We see the same thing this way. But it does seem like that that bootleg action that Jordan is successful with it, that Green Bay has had success with it, and they just kind of get away with it. I know you can't just spam it over and over, but I think you can run it more than a couple times. Oh, yeah. Watch me play Madden sometimes, yeah. buddy. <laughs> That's fair. I think that I think sometimes this uh, they, they could use a little more Madden education on some of this stuff. But uh, I digress. Man. I digress. Uh, yeah, they, I would like to see more of it. No questions asked. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You and Kurt Benker throwing down, throwing daggers today for Matt LaFleur. What did you My think goodness. of the whole, the whole Benker thing? I haven't had a chance to talk to anyone about this yeah. yet. Classic disgruntled employee stuff. And I don't doubt for a moment that, you know, his opinion about the offense, what have you, is totally valid. Of course it is. The man knows the game. He knows ball. Yeah. There's no question about that. But I do. And I just said this on the radio, like. Bankard is talking about a one on one relationship with his coach and Matt LaFleur is dealing with a million relationships. And if he came and had a frosty relationship with Kurt Benkert for whatever reason, man, I, I can't say that that's like an indictment. That's just the cost of doing business as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Now, as far as his, you know, whatever his critiques are about the offense, again, I'm sure they're valid. And he has social media presence. He has live streams. Anyone can go watch Kurt's stuff and figure out what he's talking about. But yeah. I do. I it's just to me that my initial reaction was like, yeah, that's pretty classic you know, jilted ex-employee kind of, kind of reaction there from Kurt is my, I don't know what, how did you take it? Yeah, mostly the same. I, again, I don't, I, I think there's probably truth in the middle is probably somewhere like that. Mm. I, I think he's probably being hundred percent transparent or it's just probably a clash of styles. And if there's yeah. any sort of clash of styles and it's the practice squad quarterback where it's the clash of styles, I'm sorry, but the practice squad quarterback is the one that's going to lose that clash of styles more often than not. And again, that's no dig on Kirk Bankert or dig on any practice squad player anywhere. But as you mentioned, when Matt's got a million different things that he's trying to manage and figure out, especially with a new quarterback in that room, if there's any sort of clash of anything and it's the you know lowest tier of the totem the pole, third string QB, probably, yeah, yeah, you got to go. I'll never, way. ever, 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 ever forget when Tom Crabtree got cut and they picked up some other dude whose name I can't even remember now. But I'll never forget texting with Elliot Wolf about it. And Elliot said something, and I'm paraphrasing here, but something along the lines of, uh, yeah, he can block and I won't have to read his tweets. Like that was that it was, you know, like this is Green Bay, Wisconsin, man. They they want the main yeah, thing yeah. to be the main thing all the time. And if you are creating any semblance of what even perceived to be even real or not perceived to be a distraction with your social media presence with however you are publicly yeah if you're on the the, the fringe of the depth chart you're gone you're yeah. goodbye see ya well, thanks sorry. for everything you've done Here, here's your rolex i mean that's just how they operate in green bay and i think anybody who's watched this team for any length of time could have told you that I mean, and, I mean, look, and, and and that's also, no knock on Kurt in any way, shape, no, or form. Like he no. is his own dude, and I love it. And he's been so great online as far as the community exactly. around which he's educating people on the game. I loved his ebooks. Hell, I think he put up one of my blurbs on his ebook. But like at the same time, this is Green Bay. You're not you. You create any kind of persona for yourself outside of your existence as the third string quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, they're gonna move on. That's and and also the least of Green Bay's problems right now. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> for real. Um, yeah, speaking of uh, you know problems and issues and things that uh, people want to take umbrage with, why do you hate Rashawn Gary? That's the yeah. that's the burning question here. The, 
in the light of that loss, I mean, you're up in here just just trashing Rashawn. What, what's your problem, Herman? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a joy. Let me just say this, and I'm not saying this to uh, backtrack. And I think Rashawn Gary is the best player on the Green Bay Packers. I don't think there's even any really debate about it right now. He's the best Green Bay Packer. He's awesome. <laughs> the, what he's doing right now coming off of a torn ACL is incredible. There's zero like debate about any of that. His three sack game a couple games ago, again, coming off mm -hmm. a torn ACL, what he's doing in limited is unbelievable. My whole point was like Max Crosby's a freak because we get to see this Rashawn Gary player who is doing what he's doing on a week to week basis, being the best player in the Green Bay Packers. And you watch a player like Max Crosby, and it's even a step above that. And that is what I'm trying to compliment to say Max Crosby is a freak. And that's okay. Not everyone's going to be Max Crosby. Not everyone's going to be whatever top-tier player. Jordan Love isn't Joe Montana. Like he's a good, he's like he's he's going through some mm -hmm. things, but he's like he's a fun starting quarterback. Talented but young quarterback. Yep. My goodness, yep. like there can be a comparison and was it maybe the time or the place to compare the two? Maybe not. Probably not. I was going to say. So you did it during the game, where you know, know. tensions are high and people are invested and passionate more so than usual. So, yeah. But, for anyone who doesn't know, Andy tried to pay Max Crosby a compliment on Twitter last night, and it all came crashing down. Crashing down. It was hilarious. When it was it comes hilarious. crashing down, and it hurts <sighs> inside. Look at that! Look at you, Herman. Rip it oh, up, buddy. Oh, um. Hey, speaking of defense, though. Uh, Joe Barry doesn't need to be fired, but uh, that thing, that moment, that in coverage where they have Preston Smith over Devontae Adams. And I'm not saying he's got Devontae Adams. That's not his man, quote unquote. Like, I've already yeah. had that kind of thrown in my face. It's like, I'm not saying he's lined up over. pretty clearly over Devontae Adams. This happened last year in week one against the Vikings. He got lined up over Justin Jefferson. You would think in a year plus you had all last season and this off season heading into this year. If you've been in that situation, you've got to think maybe we need a call in the confines and the structure of our defense, where if we find ourselves in this scenario, Hey, here's an idea. Let's get out of that. Yeah. Let's have a call when we're breaking the huddle and we see, Oh boy, here comes Devante. And, oh, I'm lined up. What's the audible? What's the code? What's the word you're going to yell to know that, okay, we got to go to anything other than, yeah, Preston take their number one in the slot. Like, there's got to be a way. So a couple of things here. First of all, A, Justice Mosqueda has a phenomenal breakdown of this in, in this play over on Acme Packing. He does a great job with that stuff. Secondly, if I'm going to give any accident forgiveness whatsoever, there could maybe, maybe be a small argument to say, with Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, and Darnell Savage out of the game, like if you're going to say maybe there was somebody to make a call, one of those right. three players probably would have been the one to make, to make the check and say something. And yep. all three of those guys are out of the game. And that's is that a is that a you know like a band aid for I everything? Mean, or maybe Preston Smith himself? Preston Smith. Yes, one of the and biggest <laughs> veterans on the team. Veterans on the team, totally. So again, I'm not I'm not excusing it entirely I at know, all. I hear you. I hear it you. could be that. The other thing yeah. I will say is, if it's me, and we ran into that against Minnesota, like you said in Week One a season ago, my message is, if you are Preston Smith or a player like Preston Smith, and you right. have a Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, whomever in coverage, and it is God. a nightmare situation. Just jump off sides and go touch the guy, and we will take yep. the. If you don't want to use a timeout yep. in the second half, get it, understand it. Yep. Take the five yard penalty, 
We'll live to see another down. See, there, but this is my point. This is my point. That's a solution. Yep. That's something. That's yep. something. It can't be But nothing. Joe Barry is just like, yeah, yeah, well, whatever. Can't be nothing. Cover totally three, agree. let's go. Can't and totally look, I, 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 I'm, I'm frustrated in that moment with Joe Barry. But I will say, and I think you pointed this out on your, on your Twitter feed, man, more often than not this year, the defense has played well enough to win. And they did so again last night. And no one wants to hear it. No one wants to talk about it. No one wants to accept it. But look, Joe Barry's not going anywhere. Because you look last night, that's the side of the ball that had them in the game. That's the side of the ball that tried to give them the game. And the offense refuses to take it. So, yeah, you, you can stop asking for Joe Barry to be fired because it's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, I do think we can have a strong argument if the defense is the one that's carrying the team right now. Is the, exactly what type of shape the team is in is, is maybe yeah, a, good, a good question to make. But yeah. you know what? If you give up, you know, that amount of points in a game and we can have the conversations all day long of it's it's the Raiders, it's the Saints without Derek Carr in the second half. Right. It's the Bears in week one. I get that. But this defense through three weeks of the season played winning football three weeks of the season. The offense is not this. This defense is a three and two team, in my opinion, right now. The overall team is that. a two and three team is worse than that. So we can have a conversation, the debate of like, is this the defense that we were hoping and expecting and wanting to see, at, you know, a couple of years ago when you saw the talent and whatever? No, probably not. Is it is the Kool-Aid being mixed all the way the right way? Probably not. But at this point, it's it might be the the lesser of the problems that you have on this roster and this team right now, which again, we can have a whole conversation about that. But um, I think there's there's some positives to take away at times from the way that this defense plays. I, I let me just say really quick too, I freaking mm. love Razul Douglas. Like the yes. way that if, oh if everyone God, plays yes. in that game, the way that Razul Douglas played in that game last night, Green Bay wins that game by 50. Like <clears throat> him playing the, about, the trick yeah. plays, like yeah. just all of it. And how many times did you know physicality? seeing what's transpiring and breaking before it even happens. Like oh. the, the guy is dialed in down. So dialed down. In. And like, the, you know, the play that Keyshawn Nixon didn't break on that. They practiced that a million times. Oh. Cause the results like, dude, you, you can almost like what hear him saying, like, what are we doing? We practice it a million times. Go so get it. Like this which is, is thing. And then I'm glad you brought up that play. Cause what drives me nuts is the lack of that's my ball on this defense. Like, Rasul's got it. There's no doubt about it. There's one, I think it's the end of the first half, where I thought Darnell Savage, and I think Troy says it on the broadcast, I thought he was going to the house. I thought it was going to be a pick six, but for whatever, he just flies by and tries to, I guess, knock the ball out, rather than, that's my ball. Go get it. And there's a distinct lack of that. You saw, again, on that play by Nixon, where he's falling back, expecting the ball to come to him. Rather than, go get it. That's your football, man. You have every right to it. Uh, yeah, there's a distinct lack of that on the defense that's that's kind of driving me insane because I do think nobody wants to talk about it or hear it, but a lot of the times they're in good position to do so. And it's funny how, like, I know a lot of people were talking about the, the safety depth on that touchdown they gave up, but even there, you see the youth kind of pop up. We talk about the, the youth so much on the offensive side, but Lucas Van Ness pretty clearly, I think, is supposed to drop there and take that lane away. But for whatever reason, he steps forward first and then drops back. And you see Rasul talking to him afterwards. Like, you know, right away again. the whole idea, man. You're supposed to be clogging that lane. But then, of course, you know, Rudy Ford gets kind of blamed for it. But these are the things. It's like it's a tick here or a tick there on both sides of the ball. But if you're looking at both sides, I mean, the defense at least is keeping you in these games and limiting. I mean, the Raiders had 10 points heading into the fourth quarter last night. 
Yeah. You should be up by like three touchdowns at that point. Yeah. But, you know, it's the fact. Hey, but positivity here. How about that kicker? Whew. They got a they got a kicker, man. They got a kick. They got the better of the Carlsons. They got a legitimate kicker. He's been fantastic. And it was just crazy. Who would have thought? But it's None, been really never, nobody sitting there on Nitschke Field this summer when the wind was howling and he was missing kicks. Uh, and we were all live tweeting the misses and which way they went, what hashtag they were on, who was the holder. None of that matters. The man is ice cold. It's killing it. Ice cold. You got Anders Carlson making kicks, Yash Nyman blocking kicks. What what more do you want? Like, really, you know what? The offense and defense are struggling. W's. But what more do you really want at this point? Like, if, oh, you, can't, if you can't get excited about a Yash Nyman block kick and an Anders Carlson make, like, are you even alive? Are you? Is your heart even beating? You know, we have to laugh because otherwise we'd cry. Andy, I cannot thank you for hanging out. Uh, even after these brutal losses, you're always here to calm me down. I really appreciate it. Make sure you're checking out Andy's stuff. Pack a day podcast, everything he does online. Andy, I really, really appreciate it, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Andy.